The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. If you want to take us up on one of those free retirement views and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, uh, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800 743 0988 or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com just let us know you'd like a free retirement view and we will talk about anything in your financial life so uh, before we talk about a, a portfolio construction um, Josh and I wanted to bring up a couple of books that we think are worth uh, reading they're very different books but uh, both uh, really good f- at getting across what each of them wants to and the first one is uh, it's actually if you have kids or grandkids uh, that you think need some financial literacy because we know that uh, it's not being taught in the public schools or any schools for that matter. Uh, and we know that most uh, adults are financially illiterate. So uh, it would it, it always can be helpful if kids can uh, get some exposure to it. The first book is written by a doctor, actually, believe it or not, named John Lim, L-I-M. Uh, and the book's called How to Raise Your China, How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, The Most Important Things. Uh, the reason I, I, I bring this up, there's a lot of them out there that are good, but this is only 64 pages long, uh, and it gets into the stuff that they really need to know, like compound interest and how powerful it can be, saving, debt, net worth, budgeting, all those sort of things. So again, if you have kids or grandkids, this is a really good one. Just Google it, How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, The Most Important Things by John Lim. Uh, it's a really good uh, – and, and then you can sort of reference it, and you can have a conversation about it. I know teenagers aren't really excited about that kind of thing. Thing, but uh, just get it for them and maybe they can pick up some of it because if you can if, if a young person has a, a sort of basic understanding of this stuff it has a huge impact on how successful they will be as an adult uh, and then Josh is reading a, a book that I read when I was, I was in high school and it was a really fun book to read uh, because it, it, it's a story that seems like it can't be true when in fact it isn't it is a true story and that's uh, The Fall of uh, RJR Nabisco, it's Barbarians at the Gate, and it was written by a couple of Wall Street Journal reporters. It was in the very, it was sort of in the early days of uh, leverage buyouts, which were new at the time, but in the very infancy of private equity and uh, KKR, Henry Kravis, which are now a very large private equity firm. But uh, it was a, the heyday of corporate raiders in the 80s. Think of Gordon Gecko from Wall Street, and uh, it's sort of a true representation <laughs> of what was going on as they picked apart uh, a formerly glorious t- tobacco and uh, food company in the form of RJ uh, Nabisco that merged together and uh, were subsequently destroyed. But uh, it's almost too good to be true, and just the sort of the narrative surrounding how those corporate raiders and corporate management lived back in the 1980s that you can't even contemplate it today. It was just, it's uh, completely off the wall. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a real life uh, Gordon Gecko's Wall Street, because, but on steroids, because it's so crazy, the stuff that was going down. And the scale at which uh, it was happening back then, it was massive. I mean, the amount of leverage and debt that was happening uh, in today's dollars, it would be almost unfathomable. So it's a great book, Barbarians at the Gate. Uh, they're very different books. One is very educational, uh, and the other one is a really uh, interesting, fun story to read, and you'll, you won't be able to put it down. Okay, so in this segment, I thought we'd talk about portfolio construction, how to build your portfolio, uh, and, and you know how to go about doing it, what the important components of it are, uh, what you need to be thinking about. And then uh, for those of you that are in the retirement stage of life where you're having to take income for your portfolio, how you build a portfolio uh, that's set up for, uh, for retirement in, in any market condition. So the first thing is uh, when, you're, when you're figuring out your portfolio construction is to figuring out uh, your tolerance for risk and or volatility. That's a really important thing to know, how much volatility you can deal with and stay invested. And so the best indicator of how you're going to behave in the future is how you've behaved in the past with, with market volatility. The one thing we know is that we 
every five or six years, we're going to have a bear market. And that's something we don't know when it's going to happen. We can't avoid them. So we need to stay invested when those things happen. So how much risk can you put in your portfolio so that it grows over time, but not so much risk that when we get one of those bear markets, you panic. And so let's say on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the riskiest, You've decided you're gonna you're a seven. That means let's say you're gonna have seventy percent of your money in stocks, uh, in risk assets or growth assets, and thirty percent of your money is gonna be in true risk reducers. Uh, that that's the sort of number you've come to. The important thing to know is if you can't figure out when you're gonna put something in your portfolio, if it's either a growth asset or a risk uh, where it's gonna add risk and it's gonna grow over time. Or if it's a risk reducer where it's truly going to protect you on the downside, if you can't figure out which one of those two things it is, it shouldn't be in your portfolio because there's a lot of securities and asset classes that it's not clear which one of those are. So let's say you're going to build the 70% that is stocks and you're going to have a certain amount of your money allocated to small cap, U.S., international, emerging markets, large cap, mid cap, all of those things that are risk assets that are going to grow over time, that are going to be more volatile, that that, that you have to figure out what's going to be there. But it has to be clear that they're a growth asset and you understand how they behave in different environments. Interest rate rising, interest rates going down, all those inflation, no inflation, all those sort of things. And then on the on the risk reducers, and this is the important thing because Josh and I see this all the time, it has to be a tr true risk reducer. So Josh can talk about all of the people that thought they had risk reducers so far in 2022 that turned out not to be, and what we think of as true risk reducers right now especially. Uh, just in recent past, the easiest way to look at something and whether or not it responded the way you wanted it to during turmoil, go back and look at March of 2020 and see what that particular asset did when everything was getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, there's very few assets that truly reduce the risk in this type of environment in a recession almost everything correlates to one uh, so it's it's that's a tough dynamic to get through uh, you know the only asset that's actually performed that function that we wanted it to to reduce risk this year was short duration treasuries and uh, corporate bonds haven't performed that function traditional risk reducers uh, the aggregate bond index hasn't performed that function so much stuff out there doesn't do what you want it to when you need it to do it. And that is actually the question. And if there, you have questions about that, you can always reach out to us. Uh, we're capable of making that determination for you. And that's why we get hired ultimately in a lot of cases. Yeah. So if it's not clear to you if it's going to be a risk reducer, uh, then it's probably not. So to think about very short, one year or less U.S. Treasuries historically have always been a risk reducer, and we're pretty clear that they're going to be risk reducers in the future. And so for us, when we look at all of the options available to us with our clients' money, and we say, okay, for our clients that need actual protection on the downside, where can we go other than a money market or cash? And that to us is clear that it's short tr duration treasuries. The problem for a lot of people out there is they have financial advisors that have a bond portfolio that they think is a risk reducer and they're not reducing any risk. In a lot of cases, they have, they're taking as much risk as the stock part of the portfolio. I would say if lots of financial advisors put high yield on the bond side of somebody's portfolio when in fact, a lot of high yield bonds are as risky as stocks in any environment. And so that's the important thing. And then the next stage is for those of you that are taking income, uh, this sort of the, the fixed income, why it plays even more important of a role in your portfolio is we need as a financial advisor, a place to go in your portfolio that we can get your monthly income stream that we know is going to be up in value. So take this year, for example, stocks are down 20 plus percent. Uh, and, and so we don't want to be forced to sell stocks to create your income. And so what we do is we say, okay, the bond part of our client's portfolio is up in value a little bit. And that's where we're going uh, to get the income that our clients need. Um, that they're still going to need because they're still retired. Uh, and that allows the stock part of their portfolio, the other 60 or 70%, whatever it might be in that person's case, to recover when the market recovers. So go back to all the bear markets we've had, 2000 through 02, 2000, 2008, 2009. Are, we still had clients that are retired. They still needed their monthly income. And we, that, we got their monthly income from those true risk reducers uh, so that when the market finally recovered, and it always does, the stock part of their portfolio was able to, able to recover. So you have to then say to yourself, if I'm retired, how many years worth of my income do I want in bonds so that I can 
uh, let my stock part of my portfolio recover. You don't go back to the global financial crisis. It was five years from market peak back to market peak. That's sort of the rule of thumb that we use uh, in our practice. All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office 800-743-0988 or go to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth, and send us an email. We'll be back. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. High Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in our 16th season in Central Oregon. The Kaplan Duo, Friday, December 15th, brought to you by German Master Tech. The Kaplan Duo, made up of one of the leading violinists of his generation, Mark Kaplan, and Yamaha artist David Kaplan, this father-son duo has concertized and performed in numerous chamber music series throughout the country. The Kaplan Duo Concert is brought to you by Three Graces and Company and takes place Friday, December 15th at 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Visit HighDesertChamberMusic.com for details and ticket information. Title sponsors include German Master Tech, Miller Lumber, Hayden Holmes, Pine Tavern, True Family Dentistry, Three Graces and Company, Cascade A&E, Central Oregon Daily, and Combined Communications. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Hi, it's Mike with Highline Homes, your custom stick-built home built from the ground up on your dream property. Talking with Highline Homes customer Tom. Tom, what brought you to Highline Homes? Our house burned down here. We had a forest fire that came through. They called it the Beecher Creek Fire. Destroyed everything. So we rebuilt this house, and we used Highline when we did it. Well, on behalf of Highline, Tom, we're very happy that you and your family are safe and sound. How did the process of rebuilding go for you? I liked everything about it. We're very happy, very excited. Uh, I put a big deck on it, wrap-around deck. We spent a lot of time out there. I enjoyed every bit of it. We're so happy that Highline Homes was able to help you out with things like Milgard windows, blown-in insulation, and lots of options for upgrades to make your Highline home more of what you need and want it to be. Highline Homes approved lenders have 100% financing offers, so the down payment doesn't have to be an obstacle either. Thanks, Tom. You're very welcome. Check out floor plans, virtual tours, and more right now at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB number 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot on time, Bill Wright. It was the week before Christmas, and Santa was touring his shop when one of his elves asked him if a gift for Mrs. Claus had been bought. Hey, Santa, when'd you get her this year? Santa sadly shook his head and shrugged with a deep sigh. Wiping his brow with his kerchief, he asked, What kind of husband am I? Then with a gasp and a giggle, he exclaimed with a laugh of delight, I'll go to Mrs. Claus's favorite toy store, and I'll go there tonight. The elf asked Santa, And where might that be? Why, Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center. They're the best in their league. With colorful gemstones and unique jewelry designs, any gift I pick from their store is guaranteed to bring a big smile. Ooh. So learn your lesson from Santa Claus. For gifts that create memories galore, this Christmas you need to visit Mrs. Claus's favorite toy store. Oh, yeah. They got great stuff. Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center on 5th and in Redmond. Merry Christmas, everyone. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, uh, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. 
Uh, so if you want to get one of those appointments scheduled, call the office. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can always send us an email, which is what most people do by going to our website, northwestquadrantwalt.com. Uh, send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review. So one of the jobs of this radio show and what we were reminding you all the time and reminding our client base all the time is you need to train your brain as it relates to investing uh, to handle the uncertainty that the market's always going to dish out, whether it be from what's going on geopolitically or the money, monetary policy, whatever it might be, the election, whatever it might be, you have to train your brain to handle the uncertainty that goes along with the market. And and one of the things uh, that's so true um, is Amer- human beings hate uncertainty. It's really stressful for us. Most humans would prefer physical pain than the stress that goes along with uncertainty. And it's like, you know, you can go look through all the, the people that have done studies on that. And it's, it's clear that people would be able to can tolerate physical pain much easier than they can deal with uncertainty. And so when you think about, you know, all the things that happen over your investing lifetime, elections, inflation, you know, job cuts, uh, the climate emergency, civil unrest, whatever it might be, rising rates, all those things put pressure on markets in the short term uh, and give you this tremendous feeling of uncertainty. You know, I think about over the last, geez, since the financial crisis, I feel like most people are really uncertain about what the future holds, and that um, creates some less than ideal uh, decisions that are, 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 you know, that people are making. The one of the, the most important things that I would say, because with the advent of social media and these cable news channels, whether it's on the left or the right, is we now have doomsday narratives, and that's the one thing that you have to avoid. The one commonality that Josh and I could both say is that when we get the phone call, when we're experiencing market volatility utility, whether it be somebody who's politically leaning on the right or the left, it always we can always hear in their voice this fear, and it's not coming from themselves. It's coming from something they read or heard either in social media or on television that has convinced them that this time it's different and they need to do something. And it's this doomsday narrative because – she got elected or he got elected, and this time it's going to be different. And so you have to avoid those doomsday scenarios and, and narratives. The, the comment I'll give you is that the world we live in today, if we had three news channels in the city of Bend and two of the weather forecasters said we're going to get two inches of snow and the third one said we're going to get 14 inches of snow – Everybody would talk about the person that says we're going to get 14 inches of snow when the reality is we're only going to get two. So beware of those those doomsday narratives on both sides. Uh, and the way you deal with uncertainty is through broad diversification. That's the, that's the hedge and sort of the only free lunch in the investment world is diversification. True diversification can help you deal with uncertainty. Okay. Let's talk about a revocable living trust. What is a revocable living trust? Should you be setting one up? Um, so first, the important thing is people get freaked out about revocable living trust be, or trust in general because they think they can't change their mind. But it's just like it says it, is that you can change your, your mind. A revocable living trust is a trust document created by you, the individual, that can be changed over time. Once It's not a set in stone kind of deal. Um, most of the time, revocable living trusts are used to avoid probate and protect the privacy of the trust owner and the, the trust beneficiaries, uh, as well as to try to have some control over the estate tax. Um, they do um, they do obviously have some limitations. They're they're more expensive than you know a, a, a simple will, um, and they lack some of the. There are some benefits to an irrevoc- irrevocable living trust, um, but you know we're not big proponents of irrevocable living trust. In most cases, uh, some very specific reasons you could have some. Um, they they differ. Revocable living trusts differ from a irrevocable in that the grantor, the person who sets it up, uh, still retains ownership of the assets and can more easily change the beneficiary. So you, the grantor that sets it up, you're putting all of your non-retirement assets into this revocable living trust, but you can change your mind. You can put put things in, take them out. You know, you can put your house and take it out. You can put your investment accounts that's in, the, take them out. That's the revocable part. Right. That's the revocability. You can change beneficiaries. So it's not like you have to set a beneficiary and not change it. You know, if 
if little Johnny uh, starts to get fresh with you, you can bounce them off the <laughs> beneficiary list. But just going through trust. the big main benefits, the first, obviously, with property, real property, you avoid probate, and that's the big issue there. Uh, if you're incapacitated, you can avoid a conservatorship. Uh, Tyler already sort of spoke to the flexibility, but if you're concerned about the privacy of your estate, uh, it's taken care of, you know, you're, the, it's not made public, so there's no not that notice that you see in the paper. And another big advantage, of course, is uh, the assets are available immediately after death. Uh, so that's, can, you know, for liquidity well, purposes. Immediately is not always necessarily <laughs> true. But. There's not, and a big, big caveat here that I think is a misnomer out there, there's no tax benefits from having one. Uh, of course, your revocable trust could create a disclaimer trust uh, or your will could create one alternatively, but uh, there is not a tax advantage in and of itself uh, for... Well, you own it, but like the, but most people, a lot of people will set it up to, to, to mitigate or to deal with having to pay the estate tax. Like, so in my case, uh, you know, my wife, in what you were just describing, in, in my situation, if I were to die tomorrow, get hit by the proverbial bus, she could disclaim as part of the trust a, a bunch of our assets into a disclaimer trust or a family trust where she could avoid some of the estate tax issues that I would have uh, based on the ridiculous amount of life insurance that I have. So there, there is some tax advantages. It just doesn't happen while the trust is in existence in its current form. So when you set it up, there's no like, you know, when you make a contribution to a traditional IRA, you get a tax benefit by reducing your taxable income. That doesn't happen with the trust. What you're trying to do is create some controls, uh, or, you know, and essentially what happens is because you're moving everything into the trust, you're broke. So when you die, the reason nothing gets probated is because every, your trust owns everything and you don't own anything other than your retirement accounts. That's what, and retirement accounts don't get probated. So that's why there's no probate. The, everything is owned by your trust. The big issue here that we see so often, and it sounds silly, is don't forget to retitle things. And I've seen an in instance of this in the last three months already where, you know, they created their revocable living trust. Uh, they had an existing joint TOD account, transfer on death account. They never actually, we never retitled their joint TOD into the trust. And they because thought, they didn't tell us about it. Yeah, because they didn't tell us about it. And so uh, do not forget to retitle stuff. You want to do that with any kind of real property or. Uh, yeah, so most people think, you know, the attorney set, makes the trust, draws the trust up, and they think, okay, well, now my attorney's going to put everything in the trust, but that needs to go in there. But the attorney can't, right? You're the owner of it, so you need to be the grantor. You're granting the assets that you're going to put in the trust. So whether it's, if it's your house, your investment accounts, anything that you want to be putting in the trust, you're the person that has to now retitle those in the name of the trust. Otherwise, you spent the two or 3000 bucks to set up the trust for no reason because nothing's actually in the trust. So that's a big one. Um, so anyways, revocable living trust is an option. You know, I think maybe they're over-prescribed for people. I see people that have them that maybe don't need them, but they might have it for a specific reason that is related to them, meaning the privacy or whatever it might be. So it's something to consider. A lot of things can also be accomplished with the will. The one thing that we'll both agree on, everybody needs an estate plan, whether it be a simple will or some version of a trust. All right. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do one in the middle and end of every month, go to our website, uh, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Say, I'd like to be added to your e-newsletter list. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or northwestquadrantwealth.com. here and we think you will too 
Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. In December at Indian Head Casino, it's our $90,000 winter winnings cash giveaway. It's winter, and you could win lots of hard, cold cash. Get it? You could win big this winter. Oh, 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 I love winter. Win your share of $30,000 every Friday and Saturday this month. Up to $1,000 in cash or up to $700 in bonus slot play. Merry Christmas! So start earning entries today because the best time to win is right now at Indian Head Casino. It's our $90,000 winter winnings giveaway. Win your share of $30,000 every weekend. It's another easy way to win win this winter now oh, brother <laughs> okay that's enough <laughs> oh and by the way happy holidays from indian head casino where winners play <laughs> let's go total cash and prices in december see the players club for details a new rod and reel a shiny new fly box a warm fleece for the river if you are shopping for someone whose holiday wish list sounds like this Fit and Fire is where you want to go, and we're in full swing to make sure we have what you need for the outdoor man or woman in your family. At Fit and Fire, our expert staff will take the guesswork out of what to get that someone special, because they fish and you might not. Our staff can direct you to the perfect gift from the most current brands. Patagonia, Crispy Boots, Stone Glacier, Grundens, Benchmade, Yeti, Heller Brothers, and more. We promise you will find something that will make your hunter or fly fisherman extremely happy to receive. Even if you're a last-minute shopper this year, we're here to help. Holiday gifts, gift cards, and stocking stuffers. Swing into Fin and Fire, the biggest fly shop and outdoor store in Central Oregon. Locally owned. We're in Redmond on Highway 97 across from Safeway or shop online at finandfire.com. The 12th annual Jazz at the Oxford Concert Series continues with an impressive lineup of shows through March. Immerse yourself in inspirational jazz at the Oxford Hotel in downtown Bend. Enjoy an extra special Christmas show with Patrick Lamb, who will present a Patrick Lamb Charlie Brown Christmas December 17th and 18th. Patrick Lamb will also host a free music education workshop Saturday the 17th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Oxford Hotel. For more information and to purchase your tickets today, go to jazzattheoxford.com. Again, jazzattheoxford.com. Jazz at the Oxford in downtown Bend, presented by Subaru of Bend and produced by Patrick Lamb Productions. Workshops brought to you by George Bowie of Studio 21. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, uh, your portfolio, your financial plan, your state plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, sometimes we do even do a little marriage counseling, but we're not very good at it. Uh, so if you want to get one of those scheduled and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office. The number here is 800 seven four three zero nine eight eight or you can go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com send us an email just let us know you'd like a free retirement review and we will get you on one of our calendars so 
but before we talk about account consolidation and why it's so important, why you need to be thinking about it, um, one of the things I think people, all people, uh, at least 50 years or older, should be going on and registering is a website called My Social Security. You should set up a My Social Security account. Um, and the reason for that is you can sort of see where you are on track. Uh, so, so the two reasons are... One, let's say you're in the uh, the phase of life where you're not receiving your Social Security benefits yet. You can you can go on there and estimate your monthly benefits based on what your earnings history is, what your earnings uh, is now, and then sort of with a certain amount of inflator in there and your wages, it'll give you a good idea about what your monthly Social Security benefits are going to be at certain ages, and that way it'll also help you plan to to know how much you're going to need save for retirement. We have so many way a great tool to do it. Uh, you can review your earnings history, make sure it's correct. You can get uh, proof that you that uh, you don't receive benefits now, and you can if you need to replace your Social Security card. If you're receiving benefits, uh, you can go on there and uh, set up or change your direct deposit. You can get your 1099 form. Um, you can print a benefit verification letter, and you can also replace your Social Security card. So everybody should, if you're 50 or over, go on my Social Security and get yourself set up uh, because it's actually for the government. It's a pretty decent website, and so uh, if you, especially really important is for people that are um, trying to fig- get, you know, they're getting close. They're like in their early 60s or 62 or 63, and you're trying to figure out, okay, what's my Social Security payment going to look like at full retirement, and that at age 70, uh, and then you can uh, sort of figure out if uh, it, it pays to maybe continue to work or dec- or. or or maybe take Social Security or not take Social Security and then uh, take more from your retirement plans to get to a, a bigger Social Security payment. So, again, go get yourself a My Social Security account. Okay, let's talk about the importance and the advantages of consolidating your investment accounts. This is often misunderstood, right, Josh, when we talk with people about it, what we actually mean by uh, – because people think – you know, they don't want all their eggs in one basket. And that's not what we're talking about. We, we're big proponents of diversification and making sure you own different asset classes and different kind of accounts. But Josh, what are we talking about when we talk about consolidating your accounts? Combining like accounts is the most important feature here. And that's, you know, there's two different type accounts in our <laughs> business functionally. There's qualified accounts, which is retirement accounts. So that's tax deferred money usually, unless it's a Roth. But then there's non-qualified accounts. So that's after tax money. Uh, You're paying taxes as you go. Those are the ones that generate the 1099s. But consolidating accounts, just there's a bunch of reasons to do it. The first one is administrative simplicity in your own life. Uh, Less statements coming to your mailbox or coming to your email. Uh, Consolidating like accounts. So if you had a 401k from an old job, you've got your rollover IRA somewhere else. And then you've got maybe a simplified employee pension, a SEP somewhere else from a couple years when you were self-employed. Consolidate them into one place. Uh, That is going to make your life so much better. You're going to be paying less in admin fees at various custodians. And most importantly, you're going to be able to have a better finger on what it is that you actually own and what your asset allocation is. Same with taxable accounts. Uh, Maybe you have some stock options sitting somewhere that uh, at Fidelity Benefits or wherever from a former employer. You've got your trust account somewhere else. Consolidate it all. You can move it in kind. You don't actually have to sell things to consolidate them. Uh, That's another important feature, but less tax statements. Your beneficiaries are going to thank you. This is one particularly as you're aging and you've got stuff all over the place. Your, uh, you know, the people that's responsible for your, your administering your estate are going to have a much more difficult time if you have things strewn about everywhere. But the point, make your life simpler and more importantly, have a better gauge of what it is that you actually own. It's impossible to manage across accounts and be able to consolidate it effectively from an asset allocation standpoint, at least. Yeah. So when you think about, um, you know, the idea of uh, people, people get so wrapped around, like I need to have money in different places. And that's my diversification. That's not diversification. You can build plenty of diversification if you have all your money in one place. Uh, it, 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 
you know, you're just complicating your life and your beneficiary's life uh, if you have money strewn all over the place. I mean, we, I'm not even joking. Josh and I, we, ha- we know people, we have clients that have money scattered at nine, ten different 401ks for all the different companies they work for. And can you imagine they have to have nine different logins for all of those online deals and remember where all of those accounts are and where they're all invested. Uh, if you truly want to build an asset allocation uh, that is appropriate for you where you have an idea about why you have what's in your portfolio, it has to be in one place so you can see it all, right? I mean, that just makes infinitely more sense. The important thing that Josh also said that is often overlooked that people think has to happen is you don't need to sell anything. Like you can move everything and the term is called in kind where you just move what you currently have uh, from you just you don't have to sell anything and you just move it from wherever it is to to one custodian and so Josh and I uh, you know you can either hire a financial advisor to do it where they are wrangling all the arms and legs uh, you know and our assistants are great at it um, we, we a bunch this year uh, or you you go to a custodian like a Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or Vanguard uh, and you pick one of those and you say look. You say to those people on the phone, look, I have accounts scattered all over the place. I want to consolidate them all here at Schwab or Fidelity or whatever it might be, whoever you. We see that all the time where it's like, you know, you had stock from the 1990s at ComputerShare with a basis close to zero. And, you know, people believe that they actually have to sell it to get that money somewhere else. And of course you don't. You just mark in-kind transfer and uh, it moves and the basis actually will transfer over in most cases uh, to the new account and just make sure that it reflects uh, once you've got it uh, sitting in the where you've custodied everything and uh, consolidated it all into, and a lot of times you're you know if you you're have a let's say you have seven or eight different IRAs retirement accounts, in most cases you're paying twenty thirty forty dollars per year uh, just to have the retirement account. When all of those accounts could be in one IRA, like you don't need a bunch of different IRAs. You can usually consolidate a bunch of different accounts into one account because it's an IRA or a Roth a taxable account. Um, and, and so that'll save you a bunch of money in administrative fees. And then Josh mentioned this, but we can't overstate it enough. When you buy, when you, let's say you either become uh, unable to take care of your affairs, you, you know, you have an executor or, or a trustee that's going to start managing your money for you. If your money's scattered all over the place, there's a good chance that you're not going to remember because that's why you have somebody managing your affairs for you now. And so some of that money is going to get lost. So if you want to make it easier for that person, consolidating your accounts in one place will make their life so much easier. Then it won't be chasing their tail. And then once you pass, let's say you're managing your money uh, up until you pass away, when your beneficiaries go, whoever the executor of your state is, to go uh you know, make sure that all the different beneficiaries get the part of your estate. Having it in one place makes it so much easier. It's not even funny. If they're having to chase different assets all over the place, uh, especially if it's left in a 401k plan, it requires so much more documentation and it's so much more of a pain in the butt. So if you really like the person and love the person that's the executive of your estate, you will consolidate your assets into one place. You don't have to have a financial advisor. You can do it at one custodian like a Schwab or Fidelity. Uh, and chances are you're going to save a bunch more money. You, you'll be like, why? It does require a bunch of work up front, but once it's done, you'll be like, why didn't I do this earlier? It's, it's one login. I can see my whole financial life in one place. And then when I need somebody else to, to do it for me, it's all in one place. So consolidating your investment accounts is something that we tell people to do. You can either have an advisor do it or you can do it yourself, um, but it makes a big big difference consolidating and the important thing that josh said that everybody always underestimates or doesn't really understand when we bring this subject up is what we call in kind that's the term you need to know all right if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter josh and i do a video in the middle and end of every month talking about markets and how it affects our clients money go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com send us an email let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list when we come back we'll tackle some of your emails stick around Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
Commander, you've spent two years in space. What's been the biggest adjustment since you've been back? Well, the last couple of years have been pretty unusual. But since I've been back on terra firma, I've had a heightened awareness of Earth's gravity and its effects on the body. Yes, right there. Do you have a plan for dealing with that? Yes, I'm returning to a regular routine at the ACB. The ACB? The Athletic Club of Bend. The adrenaline rush I got during re-entry was amazing. I'm going to reproduce that by transitioning from weightlessness to pumping weights with swimming, running, spinning, tennis. You know, in space, it never changes. But down here, we've got to prepare for the upcoming season. That's for sure. And what I really like is being part of another like-minded community, alive with its own sort of kinetic energy. And the ACB has way more space than when I was actually in space. Sounds like a stellar plan. <laughs> the Athletic Club of Bend. For fitness, for fun, for friends, for family. Just go to athleticclubofbend.com. Hi, it's Mike talking with Highline Homes customer Tom. Tom, what brought you to Highline Homes? Our house burned down here, so we rebuilt this house, and we used Highline when we did it. How did the process of rebuilding go for you? I liked everything about it. We're very happy, very excited. We're so happy that Highline Homes is able to help you out. I enjoyed every bit of it. Thanks, Tom. You're very welcome. Check out floor plans, virtual tours, and more right now at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB number 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot, on time, right. Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my court. Thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi. Rizinkizumab Rizzi, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults. Nothing is Sky Rizzi helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, there's nothing like clearer skin and better movement, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You can enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. Do you have hydraulic equipment or attachments? Attachment Service Centers and DNS Hydraulics are household names in Central Oregon. Service in the construction, logging, agricultural, and heavy industrial industries for over 45 years. Your only source for tested and guaranteed component, equipment, and attachment repairs. We service and supply all major brands. Extensive capabilities also include machining, welding, parts, and plumbing supplies. When you need hydraulic repairs, contact us at dshydraulics.com. That's dshydraulics.com. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. If you want to take one of us up on that free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So call our office here, get it scheduled, or you can send us an email. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. So Josh did a, uh, took a picture, I guess, with your phone um, and on, of your television, and you, and you looked at the returns of the S&P 500 uh, from 1926 to the end of 2022, and the S&P 500 returned 10.2% per year over that period, which is where why most people talk about uh, the you know the market returns 10 percent market the S&P is a pretty good proxy for the market or the best one that exists at least um, and so when you look at the returns at 10.2 percent uh, the funny thing is the breakdown of those returns is 39 percent came uh, 
from dividends. From dividends. So, you know, the dividend that the, the companies in the S&P paid and 61% come, came from total return or the price appreciation of the market. And so what what's funny about that, so let's just call it 60% price appreciation, 40% dividends, is that, you know, when we do e-news, e we talk about when the market's down, one of the benefits is that when your portfolio's dividends are paying, you're buying more shares, that money's getting reinvested so that inevitably the next bull market starts, you own a bunch more shares. So it sort of supercharges your returns. But, you know, for a long time, these so-called go-go growth investors ignored companies that pay dividends, ignored them at all. And we're not the people that say go and maximize, go buy stocks or, or companies or investments that maximize the dividend. Um, we're okay with most business, good businesses pay sort of a, what we'd consider a healthy dividend and they have it well covered. Um, but a lot of people underestimate the re the return component, the total return component of dividends being re reinvested over, over time in the total return of the stock market. And I think what it gets really lost is when we get down markets. Uh, our biggest clients, what's funny is, you know, they are they're good at recognizing that in their because they obviously have a lot of money. And so their portfolios uh, are kicking off tons of dividend income, but that money's getting reinvested. And they know that when the next bull market starts, they have like this supercharged out of the gate because they own so many more shares of their investment. That came from uh, Bob Pisani segment that I really enjoy, and he's one of the few commentators on there that I think is uh, more grounded in reality. But uh, he made the exact same point, you know, over uh, when markets are down and you get that compounding feature, um, it is like unloading a spring when market price when you ultimately get that price recovery, and it's just such an important thing. And for people out there that live off of dividends. Uh, it's actually a more effective strategy to reinvest the dividends on the equity side. And when we're in the midst of a market sell-off, uh, you want to be selling your risk reducers in order to generate your income, not selling stock, because those reinvested dividends drive almost half of your return over time, which is a crazy statistic, but it's true. All right, we got an email from a Glenn. Glenn says, I recently switched jobs, and I realized I have multiple 401k accounts from prior employees over the years that need to be consolidated. When I reached out to my current employer's 401k administrator to understand the rollover process, they said I would actually need to have a paper check mailed to me uh, for each of the prior employers and arrange uh, to mail the checks to them. We were talking about four checks totaling a very substantial amount of money. They said there's no other way to process the rollovers. I can't understand why we're dealing with such an archaic process in this day and age. Should I be worried or should I just go ahead and take care of this now since I don't seem to have much say in the process? So what Glenn is talking about is that – so first of all, Glenn, at least you're doing the right thing by consolidating your 401k accounts that are out there. And I understand that's a lot of people are in that situation. Um, and we are always advocates of consolidating accounts to one place. So assuming, Glenn, you're going to consolidate it to a big custodian like a Schwab or a Fidelity um, – yeah, believe it or not, in a 401k, in most 401ks that exist out there, um, they don't do a uh, an ace or custodial to custodial transfer, meaning just wire the money from one custodian to another like you would if you were going to move from, let's say, Edward Jones to Merrill Lynch. The, all that money would go electronically, and they're not sending an actual check. But in the 401k world, unfortunately, that's what most 401k providers do. They say, we have to sell everything in your 401k and then mail a check to the custodian where you want that rollover to go. Um, so, Glenn, the one thing I'll tell you, and, and this might make you feel a little bit better, is that the, you know they're going to put on the, the check, it's going to say, you know, FBO, for the benefit of Glenn, whatever your last name is, and it should have the... Um, you know, the custodian's name on there, and it should have your custodian account no number on there. So the only place that money could go is in your IRA at the custodian where you're moving the money to. So if somebody got a hold of that check, there's nothing they could do with it because it's it's to you and it's to your specific account at the new custodian. But believe it or not, that is the process. And the hard part for us and the thing that's sort of frustrating is that, you know, Sometimes that rollover and the check being distributed and cut and sent and the mail time, sometimes that can be 30 or 45 days that the money is out of the market and sort of in transition. And, uh, you know, it does interrupt, one, the compounding process. There could be some huge updates in that period, uh, or there could be big dividend distributions that would be being paid that you're not invested. And so I can't, Josh and I can't figure out why the industry, you know, in 2023, why we haven't gotten to a place where, um, you know, 
that that can be done electronically. But there, some of the big, big, big plans, that's an option. Uh, but the vast majority of them still are sending a check in the mail. It's really crazy. Uh, we got an email from an Anton in Redmond. Anton says, hey, guys, thanks for doing the show. I learn something almost every week. Uh, that makes one of us. Uh, my question is about my 401k, another 401k. My company offers both a traditional option and Roth option. How do I know which I should be contributing to? This is more of an art than a science. Uh, some balance of the two is probably most advisable in a lot of circumstances. There's so many factors that go into this uh, income, the location of your saving, pre-existing savings. Um, one of the new changes as part of the Secure Act 2.0 that was slid into that omnibus spending bill at the end of 2022 was uh, now your employer match contributions can actually go into the Roth side. So uh, there's just so many factors into this. But I mean, I would say, though, if you're most people should be at this point contributing to the Roth and yes, you have a big tax problem. I mean, I would certainly want to have the balance of the contributions go into the Roth. But depending on your income, uh, you know, especially those higher and income, age. and yeah, especially those higher income individuals out there, you're gonna want to make a balance. But you know, our maybe off the shelf recommendation is two thirds to the Roth and a third towards traditional. Uh, or, right, but if uh, Anton, let's say you're 30 years old, then, all of it then go, go to, the to the Roth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the younger you are, you're never gonna regret dollars in your Roth, and uh, because your income is gonna tend to rise over time, uh, maybe that balance will shift exclusively to Roth to include some more traditional contributions. As as you age and your income presumably is going up, but uh, there's not a perfect answer. Well, I feel like the argument, the argument that was you couldn't get the match is gone now. So. Yeah, I agree there. Anyways, all right, that is our show this week. Thank you all very much for joining us. Remember, always buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.